0: Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there, and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode 126 entitled Is Web Design Dead? It was published on Thursday the 2nd of May 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England, and I'll be joined later by David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com because it's our discussion episode today. If you haven't really listened to this podcast too much before, we sort of seem to flip and flop between discussions with David and I one week and then an interview with somebody in the WordPress space the next week. So stay tuned for that. A couple of things just before we begin. If you wouldn't mind heading over to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Now the reason I'm saying that is because over there we've got all sorts of mechanisms so that you can stay in touch with what we do over at WPBuilds. There's a couple of newsletters to sign up for. One so that you can be alerted to these released podcast episodes and news episodes on a Monday and another one so that you can receive deal alerts. If we find a WordPress deal, then we'll alert you with a plain text email as soon as we find out about it. You can also go and subscribe on iTunes or Google Podcasts. And there's our 2000 Strong Facebook group, which is very, very cool. If you're into WordPress, you can ask lots of questions from seasoned professionals and get some polite responses in return. It's lovely. Also, we put everything out on YouTube and so on and so forth. But if you feel minded, I'd very much welcome anybody going over to iTunes and giving us a a review. That would be most welcome. A couple of other things to mention. If you go over to wpbuilds.com forward slash deals, there's a whole page there of deals that plugin authors have given to us over over the years. So 20% off this, 20% off that. So I would say if you're in the market for buying some plugins, go and check that page out because there might be something that you want. And also wpbuilds.com forward slash contribute this week we had somebody who came onto the podcast, did a video with me, and it was Brandon Toll. And he talked about using Gravity Forms and Zapier to create gift certificates. And it was lovely. It was a really nice episode. And if you've ever used Gravity Forms and Zapier, um, he's put together a, a, a tutorial with me about how to make unique gift certificate numbers. It's very cool, actually. The other one that I would mention is wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise if you'd like to advertise on our podcast and get your product or service or whatever it is in front of us, a bigger audience that would be most welcome. Advertising sounds a bit like this. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by the Page Builder Framework. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? The Page Builder Framework is a mobile responsive and lightning fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy and other page builders. With its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today and wp-admin-pages-pro. Have you ever needed to add custom admin pages to your client's WordPress dashboard, but couldn't find the tools to do it? WP Admin Pages Pro is here for you. Create beautiful admin pages using your favourite page builders, such as Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy and more. Check it out at WPAdminPagesPro.com And we do sincerely thank both of our sponsors this week for their participation. It really does enable me to put this podcast out. Most obliged. Thank you so much. So what have we got this week? David and I having a chat with the somewhat clickbaity title of Is Web Design Dead? The The reason that we decided to do this one is because of the, the sort of onward march of technology and the fact that everything is becoming so much more easy. Does this... Does this put us out of a job, or is the contrary true? Does it just mean that we've got to diversify and find other ways to justify our existence? And um, yeah, go and enjoy the episode and find out what we say for yourselves. Thanks so much for listening.
1: And in today's discussion, we're talking about whether web design is dead. Dun, dun, dun. Welcome (laughs) to the last episode, folks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's all dead. There's nothing
0: else to do. There's completely no industry left here. Nothing to see here. It's interesting, though. It's an interesting discussion because David, as is always the case, is very well prepared and he's put forward ideas for and against this argument. And they're very, uh, very interesting. And in our in our long ramble before we started mm. recording, I think we came up with some quite interesting stuff for for before and sorry, for and against.
1: Yeah, and we're quite positive as a result, aren't we?
0: Yeah, I started out being um, less positive, and then you managed to persuade me. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) No, no. I I, I wouldn't be in this if I didn't think there was at least a glimmer of
1: future in it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, I guess the evidence is so obvious now. So much has changed. I mean, we go back, don't we? I started trying to build websites in 2006, Mm. way, way back. You remember these, the tables, using Spacer GIFs, all of the stuff. And, you know, to to get into that business back then, so many skills were needed. I mean, I couldn't do developer stuff. WordPress wasn't what it is today. Um, So if you needed a lot of clever functionality, there wasn't an easy plugin to get. So you, you probably needed a team of people to build a fairly simple the brochure site even back
0: yeah. then. Yeah, um, it, it was horribly... Well, I wouldn't say it was particularly hard because after all, I was doing it. But it was it was a chore to put anything together on the screen which was not text and a background was was difficult. And getting things to line up in the days yeah. before CX, CSS was really cumbersome and it took a really long time to to match things up. So stuff that would now be trivial with a point and click interface it took ages and then of course css came along and yeah there was mm-hmm. something else to learn and then i suppose the next big thing for me at least anyway was was cmss and mm-hmm. so on so it's definitely got easier and so that's the um that's the curve isn't it the easier it gets the more likely we are to be out of a job until the point where it's so easy that anyone can
1: do it and, and in a way, it's starting to feel a bit like that's the case, isn't it? Because page builders have got to such a point now where you, you can do the, the functionality stuff if you're based, you know, on WordPress, as of course we are. Um, the page builders now can do all that dynamic stuff us, as well as we can borrow somebody else's template and, and anybody else now can do this because, you know, in our space now, the tools that we're using are the same tools that new DIYers are using.
0: Mm, yeah, and so, it's very, so, very easy to pick up. Lots of YouTube tutorials. So I would yeah. say somebody completely unaccustomed to working with the web in any way, apart from being a consumer of content, could probably, within a very short space of time, get something together um, if they knew what, what tools they needed.
1: Yeah, and we've also had the artificial intelligence stuff as well, where it starts to build websites for you.
0: Yep. And also not... just a whole suite of tools, not just WordPress tools, you know, online tools to mm. to to make the, the hosting aspect really easy. Um, you know, things like Cloudways and all of these different hosting companies, Kinster and so yeah. on. It's trivially easy. You know, you basically log in. Um, the managed WordPress hosting stuff, certainly you log in, press a few buttons and you're off to the races. There's no difficulty setting up an account and doing all the difficult stuff and pointing the DNS. You know, all of that's taken care of and there's support there to, to get you through it if you don't know what you're doing.
1: Yeah. And in those early days, you would have, wouldn't you, there was the browser wars, which I skated. I came in later thinking I was in the mature web stage, so things were going to be easier. But, you know, even then, back then, I think when I started, most people hadn't kind of worked out how the, the net worked, how there was the long tail and how that worked. So it felt like it was still traditional advertising. People were claiming their space on the web and they were looking to recreate the kind of print materials that they had on their space on the web and that's how it worked then. Yeah, now that is uh,
0: is exactly how it worked, absolutely, yeah. And and you didn't even have search engines in the beginning when I began. (laughs) You just had directories. There were things, I can't even remember the name of them, but there was like a Yahoo um, property where you could drill down into different layers. And then of course, Google came along and changed it all forever.
1: Yeah, what was AltaVista? Wasn't that one of those? Was, I think
0: was that, that was a, a search engine, but I don't source. know if it the, the the key source in Google wasn't it? It was PageRank. It was figuring out the the complex network of links to other sites and therefore gaining authority from the the combination of combined links, um, which made it intelligent for the first time. You know, it could really figure out. Whereas before, it was just a brochure, basically. Sorry, a um, a directory. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So yeah, a lot has changed. It's so the the barrier to entry has become almost non-existent. Like I say, I think with a, with a week and a and a strong tailwind mm. and the right tutorials and some instructions to which tools to buy, so that you didn't mess that bit up, you could you could have a decent site thrown together in um in a, in a yeah. matter of days,
1: all by yeah. yourself. Absolutely. And I think the demands for uh, the big change, I think, from those early brochure sites because of the way that they view the web has changed now where we see, I think, websites as as UIs for uh, task focused visitors to achieve their tasks. And uh, for that reason, I think that websites have become simpler anyway, or an effective website is is more simple than it used to be. Mm, So it should be easier. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what else have we got? Is there, there's a lot of talk, and really this is indirect info for me, but a lot of talk of the larger agencies closing down those ones. Is this. Been...
0: I, I'm racking my brains um trying to think of one that's closed down i can't put any names but is and again i don't really follow this either so i didn't realize that was a trend is is that something that's going on there are a few notable agencies which have shuttered their doors
1: over the last few years is there i think jim galliano has some sort of facts and figures on that kind of thing for the the u.s i mean i certainly i i think i'm right in in that uh, a friend of mine who's a big site that they've done. I think their agency has now closed down. So I mean, maybe that could have just happened anyway. But there's a sense that I'm hearing this message. But again, it, it is indirect information. So maybe I'm uh, drawing too much from that.
0: Well, whether or not you've drawn the, you know, too much from it, the truth is that this is a conversation that that professionals in the WordPress space are always throwing around the mm. The idea that do these tools make it too easy is our job- secure? Will there be an industry for us to even be in in a decade mm. five years three years whatever it might be so those people who are working with WordPress and working on the web you can see that this is a possibility, especially yeah. I would say with the with the advent of ai i mean i I don't think anybody. Could have foreseen what's already possible, not necessarily in the web design space but in in all sorts of other areas that the fact that you can communicate in language to artificial intelligence and it can deliver things back to you based upon just auditory auditory input the the idea that mm-hmm. at some point that same auditory input or perhaps with a touch interface or whatever will enable you to to throw websites together and be very effective because it will have a greater knowledge about what typically converts than than perhaps um somebody starting out in the industry would have you know it's you can mm-hmm. imagine google Building a website, you imagine that the the knowledge that they could bring to bear about what converts, what colours work well together, where things should be positioned. Mm. They know. They absolutely know this stuff already.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I go for my little controversial point. Mm. That another indicator of website dying, and that's the number of courses that there are um, trying to solve client problems for people who are already in the industry and how to up their game to earn larger money i, I think if we had a very healthy industry it'd be very difficult to uh, to see these courses existed and being so successful i think you know if you tried to sell these courses to doctors or lawyers about how they can you know get on top of their business and earn more money from it uh, <laughs> you know you wouldn't be able to sell them they're already doing quite well you know so so I, it's a little indicator to me that things that were struggling in web design. So you're saying that the courses
0: fulfill the need of people who have no expertise in that area. So that's indicative of the fact that there's lots of novices in mm. web design. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Oh,
1: well, maybe not, not so much that actually, that's another point, isn't it, that we didn't put down. I was more thinking from the fact that a lot of the courses that are out there Um, are talking about the issues that people perhaps mainly aiming at freelancers who are doing web design but they usually say do you suffer from these kind of issues Uh and that's that you're overworked that you're yeah, struggling to get money from clients that they don't respect you, and all of those kind of things. We've seen most of those courses, and I think there's quite a lot of that dialogue all the time, trying to solve those problems. And that, for me, says, well, there probably is a problem if they if there's enough of those courses around and that they're getting filled. You know, that probably the. We're struggling in web design. Oh, as an I see.
0: Industry. Right, it's like a, a malaise in the industry, which these courses are trying to fix. <clears> and if the if the web industry was healthy, perhaps we wouldn't need quite so many of these courses to be around. Yeah,
1: I you see. wouldn't. It's hard to imagine that there would be a course like that to say, you know, you've got your law degree. Are you really struggling with the clients you've got? It's hard to imagine because lawyers do quite nicely, and often the the focus is often on earning more money as well. Yeah. Um, Uh, where you wouldn't you wouldn't see these kind of courses being aimed at other industries that were naturally quite healthy and people were earning quite well.
0: Yeah, it is a very it's an interesting one because obviously there's no there's no professional qualification. So uh, getting back to your lawyer's example, in order Mm. to in order to move in that industry, you you require you require some expertise which is proven through examinations and a i guess usually a university course or something like that and you pop out the other end and that in a way is your justification for earning those fees same for uh, let's say doctors same for teachers you you know you mm-hmm. go through these processes and you come out the other end and that there isn't there is no equivalent um in this industry so in that sense it's a bit wild west isn't it anybody can anybody can rock up and say i am an expert whereas yeah. if um somebody made that exact same claim um in the law field that would be fraud that would be illegal yeah. to make that claim, um, and you know, especially medicine and things, you you can't make claims about those things unless you've a proven track record of of sitting through exams. And although there are courses in our industry that would enable you to to claim to be, I don't know, a, a networking expert or um, uh, able to, I don't know, um, build computers mm. or whatever it might be, there isn't for web design, not not as far as I'm aware,
1: anyway. Yeah, no, you just made an excellent point, which makes my point void (laughs) because you would need to be qualified. Uh, If you're qualified, you don't need to go on any courses really to uh, kind of help you on your way. You're going to earn a certain amount of money, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wonder
0: what other industries there are though, which have this zero barrier to entry. I mean, basically the, the barrier to entry for becoming a jobbing web designer is desire. The wish to do mm. it. After that, anything goes. You know, you, you might be you might be very good at design, in which case you'll probably get more work. You might be very good at coding, in, in case in which case you'll probably get more work. But you, there's nothing to to stop you going out and trying to um, to seek work, even though you you've, you've only been doing it for a week.
1: Yeah. Do you think there's more people? I mean, since page builders, do you think there's more people now trying to set themselves up as? freelancers even if it's just a kind of part-time thing the only the only thing i can point to in my area
0: is is the natural sort of ebb and flow because i've been doing it for oh i don't know ages decades (laughs) um then I've seen businesses come and businesses go. And in my case, because I'm of a certain age, it's usually people younger than me. And some of them stick around and make a career of it. And, you know, I meet up with them from time to time and we talk about web stuff. And some of them don't stick at it. Maybe it wasn't financially successful for them or they move or they just decide to change career or whatever. Um, but I've, I've definitely not noticed, um, in my area at least, like a dearth at this point, no.
1: Uh, okay, no, it's interesting because I just think about my, my own history. At the end of the day, I built websites for me. I, I guess I built it for a friend initially because I was interested, but still it came out of that because through that process, I stuck at it enough to learn enough. Then you kind of want to use your skills to help somebody else, and then that knocks on to learn more, and then you know when you get to sort of like a hundred sites behind, you, you think perhaps I'd actually do this as like a profession now. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> a good know?
0: point. In a sense, when it was when websites could be designed only through tables or you know CS, CSS or whatever before CMSs became the thing, um, perhaps that in a sense was your qualification, that was your examination, the fact that you could do it, you meant that you spent. Many many hours wrangling with that stuff, failing, picking yourself up, trying again, and so on. Whereas now, with a more point and click approach, that like I say, like we've just been saying, you, you can you can get up and running, and 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 it's 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 trivially easy to do the design part of it um, with yeah. with very little time, a couple of YouTube videos, and and an interest.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know what we're, we're calling this is web design dead, and we haven't defined what web design is either with this. And I think if we move to our what we think is our evidence against it being dead, if you take the wider definition of it, that it's not perhaps what some... I think still the majority of clients still think web design is the, the technical process of making pretty pages on the internet. Yes. I still think most people think that's what it is. Yeah, it perhaps
0: has it. moved on an awful lot, and there is definitely more in in it in the industry there's more things to learn so whereas previously the skill was actually knowing like like we keep going back to css and tables mm. and all that now mm. that knowledge that requirement has let's say more or less evaporated it's certainly diminishing uh, css being that's not not true of course but um now it's all the ancillary stuff the stuff tagged onto the side of websites if you like that are becoming the industry and to me i 'm not sure to me the very fact that it 's got the word design in it web design feels to me like the way it looks, but I know that you're yes. going to say it's not it's, it's broader than that
1: yeah I've always had a hang up i'm sure we've talked about this before with those terms it 's the same as we don't like to call ourselves web designers We we say builders don 't mm. we because it mm. it implies that we 're good with the aesthetics where we're, we're both not mm. <laughs> but yeah. but the thing is that i 'm I'm, I'm now to love it because i think if you think you know the two words that you've got to pick design i think design has purpose and web is what we do and i think for a long time web design has been about digital marketing in some form or another and we're always going if we've got some skills behind us we're always going to be way ahead of our clients even even if it's just the aesthetics understanding not putting too much on a page is a good thing because mm. of the way that visitors respond to yep. an overload of information, knowing where navigation goes, knowing some of the basic conventions of the web, which clients would easily break to try and be cool. Yep. Uh, yep. It, that, that knowledge that we've gathered over years, and I, I, I don't know, are you somebody who kind of keeps an eye out on those Kind of, I know you are because you you do the news for one thing. But um, you know, keep an eye out on what's being said on um, user experience. And Uh, do you know what? I
0: used to be habitual about all that stuff. You know, back in the day in the UK, we had this fabulous magazine. It maybe still exists called .net. And I was mm. a subscriber to that, and it would it would take on all that stuff. It was a public publication, a paper thing that would get delivered to your door. And it was fabulous. It always struck me as a bit of a bit of a strange paradox, though, that I was reading a, a paper based <laughs> publication <laughs> about the internet. But nevertheless, it was really good. And I, I did, and you know, when new books came out about user experience or about oh, dare I say it, like the bash shell or something like that, I'd buy them all and mm. and consume them all. But not so much anymore a lot of that stuff has kind of dropped off and and i i have a i have an interest in it and I read the news about it but i don't i i can't remember the last time I read a, a an, an internet based web design based book
1: from cover to cover interesting in it may do you think that is because to a certain degree we've already mm-hmm. learnt the basics of a simple website that's going to work we know to keep it simple we know where to put our menu we know already i think so and
0: also i think that once you've once you've been in it for such and such a length of time the the knowledge is more drip 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 um but also i'm not trying to i'm i'm not positioning myself as like a a node.js or a react developer or anything like that but if you were in that area then, then that would be probably very important to keep reading those publications and keeping uh, keeping abreast of absolutely everything. But um, my feeling is that that's just not for me. And so, build building websites, being a website builder, is enough. There's enough of an an industry there for me at the moment to to sort of keep that going. So, yeah, I've kind of dropped out of constantly looking at the next best greatest
1: thing. And just focusing on the stuff which I know works right now. Yeah, I, th- I think you know the other thing why we're not dead in the water, and I think we've all moved a little bit to it with our care plans is the fact that um, clients wouldn't be able to keep up. to They need somebody to keep them up to date with the technological changes that are happening. So you know if you know as many of my clients are the last site they built was like 10 years ago lots of things have happened since then that they just wouldn't be aware of they wouldn't know about the move to responsive design the fact that you would need an ssl certificate these days and and, and major things like how hosting has greatly changed uh, over the last few years that yep. security of course if you've got a cms yep like wordpress so i you know with all of these things We've still got a role, but we—I think we've—we started to incorporate it anyway, naturally by having care plans. Yep. I mean, the thing that we
0: said a moment ago about, um, you know, web design. So we were playing the—we the, the, were talking about the—the the evidence for web design being dead uh, right at the beginning, yeah. and I was saying that these tools are trivially trivially easy to use. You know, there's mm. lots of scope with a week and a, and a and a good good trailing wind, you could be up and running. The fact mm. is. Who's got a week? Who, who actually has a week? <laughs> who's, who's you know? You've got to be serious about this. If you're going to buy these tools and learn these tools, you're not probably doing it as um, as a side project. Nobody's really coming into web design, building their own site just you know just for their own little business. So mm. from that point of view, even though it's got easy, it's still difficult. It's not easy enough. You know, like you said, responsive design, ask anybody who's not in the industry what that means, they won't know. Ask anybody not in the industry what an SSL certificate is, they will not know. Ask (laughs) people about what, you know, what what broadly does internet security mean in terms of websites, they they won't know. So even though it's easier, it's still, I would say, significantly more difficult than most people would care to, to, you know. And, And also... That stuff takes time. You know, you couldn't learn all that stuff in a week. It would take years.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And even if you could bypass some of those like certificates and security by going with something like Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, uh, clients still have to sort of trust somebody rather than themselves over all the possible options out there. Because they don't know the long term pros and cons of going with any of these platforms, and they don't get independence to own their own site necessarily. So, yeah.
0: well, I mean, so- you only have to look at the the conversation that goes on in the industry to realize that nobody has an idea, had any idea what the best, in inverted commas, um, host <coughs> is
1: anyway. You know, there's constant discussion about all this stuff constantly. I know. Absolutely. And it takes forever to try and even work out a method to decide how you're going to pick the tools you use, yep. I, which we've talked about. Isn't I, I found my own method because it's just too overwhelming. If you just try and go with the popular, that's not necessarily going to work with you. you yeah. Know, and so all of that is a
0: inhibitor to to be it being an industry which is just so trivially easy to get into anyone can do it there is layer (laughs) upon layer upon layer of complexity which most of the people probably listening to this podcast have forgotten they ever went through you know they, they just know what an ssl cert is they know what responsive design is and how to create let's say media queries to do that stuff they know um which hosting companies probably are best avoided and which ones they've they've had success with just it's Mm. come over time and it wasn't simple so you know it's not as easy
1: as we thought it's not dead no and actually i mean things i mean i'm listed a few other things that my clients wouldn't know but i didn't know them as i was building sites until i i guess i class myself as professional now but you know it took me a long time before i started to do speed tests or browser testing before i really understood you know how to sort of mark things up properly for search and understand how that happened and things like schema, which again is something that's relatively new, which you ought to add to your sites really to give them a better chance. Again, this is all you know just jargon, something that a client couldn't pick up that or just understand the basics of
0: No, not even
1: Yeah, not even the understanding of it. The knowledge that it
0: was even a thing. (laughs) I mean it would be quite easy to let's say go out So find a host, install WordPress, find a a page builder, find a couple of plugins that satisfy the stuff that you want to do. Then you'd have no idea that you needed to deal with the metadata and the SEO optimization and getting things in an appropriate schema. All of that would be utterly unknown to you because you haven't got the heritage and spent the time. I mean, it would come, yeah, but it wouldn't be immediate.
1: But do you think that... Clients are starting to think that web design is dead; that they can easily do it themselves these days.
0: Um, Yes, I would imagine there's quite a lot of that. Uh, My my personal experience is I haven't really had to deal with that. The client that says, "Well, you don't do anything. What? what, Why are we even paying you?" (laughs) I've not had, thankfully, I've not had to deal with that, and I've been able to justify my existence on numerous occasions. Especially when things have gone wrong, and they can't um, and they can't fix them. In fact, minor fixes to websites are, are, I think, one of our one of our industry's greatest strengths. When the client goes in and mucks something up, and you know how yeah. immediately how to fix that, um, I think that 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 can make a real difference because the client suddenly has made an error. And they they gain they gain an insight into the value that you bring, and it might not take you more than a second to fix, but you did it, and they were unable to do it. Um, and I've done that loads of times, so I've not really had to deal with that too much. I mean, it's the old adage of the the guy who I don't know, I can't remember what the industry is, but let's say it's aviation <laughs> guy who comes in and gets paid fifty thousand dollars, and all he does is turn a screw, and and uh, the the you know the guy who's got to pay him says, "But you only turned a screw." Well, yes, but. You know, kind <laughs> sir, it wasn't the screw turning that you're paying me for. It was the knowledge of which screw to turn and how far to turn it. And it's a bit like that, you know, you, you yeah. don't know, I, you've just broken something, it's gone wrong. I've been able to fix it, not because I'm super clever, but because I've done this year, for years and years. And I immediately spotted, identified the problem. So that's that's why we have value. And that's why this industry yeah. is not dead
1: yet. So we're still in a job. I I do think though that um, because I I think the way that we sell websites is quite similar to the way that we did way back. Um, we still do sell websites I, I want a topic with you actually sometime about why we even do project-based web design because in some ways to me that always still seems the answer to how much for a website mm, <laughs> you mm, know mm. and I, I think I feel like we're at a time where we almost need to sort of remarket ourselves so we get over the digital marketing without that just without introducing another a sort of a theory or concept which clients can't understand but i do think we're moving to a time where our our relationship with with clients is going to be more long term because we're taking care of all of those changes that are going to happen but we don't quite get that message over we still sell websites
0: yeah you're absolutely right i'm i'm lousy at that stuff i'm not so good at selling all of the or at least not selling um alerting shall we say clients about all the other stuff which is going on in the background as you mentioned earlier the 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 correct markup the schema.org stuff mm. the um the pop-up forms which lead to um, email automation and all that kind of stuff the funnels and all of that i don't really um, make that a point but that that's it it's all of those bits glued together that are now web design. That's that's what it is. I mean, I know that there are some people who go off and they make one of those things their area of unique expertise, and they get really, really good at that. So mm. it might be might be somebody dealing with funnels, or it might be somebody who is an SEO expert or whatever, and I realize that. But all of us have to have some some knowledge of that, otherwise we're not going to be effective. And so that's where web design now is. I'm wondering if there's a better word. I know you like web design, but and it's not digital marketing, it's not web design, it's not SEO. It's You're trying to say, I do a little bit of all of these. I'm a jack of all trades. I don't know what the correct terminology would be, but I can see web design going forwards being the one that sticks with us all.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's one that um, people understand are probably going to... Uh if they do go to google to search for these things it's probably the thing they're going to type yeah, in yeah, uh, yeah. but but um i don't know maybe you can't get around that but uh, certainly i'm trying to move towards that first conversation being more about the long-term relationship we have because i think you know our value to people now is about that long term the fact that if we do that project for them and they disappear and we don't have anything more to do with them when something major does change like responsive design or ssl certificates that might affect their search rankings or anything else that they're doing our value to the clients is really knowing that stuff being that person that they've got who's their right arm person yeah i say think man that, from
0: yeah I, I think a lot of, sorry yeah i think a lot of um a lot of clients still have a very limited expectation of what we what we're able to do. So yeah. in terms of well I'm just thinking about marketing automation most of most just silly word some clients literally have no idea about this stuff and they're really delighted when yeah. you introduce them to the fact that these this stuff can be done. What? You can automate all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get their names. Yeah, yeah, you can make it very personal if you really want it to and so on and so forth. And they, they find incredible value in that and that yet they didn't know when they picked up the phone to get a website that that was what they were even in the market for. They were just, they wanted pixels on pages. They didn't necessarily yes. want the, um, you know, the, the email lists and all of the other ancillary stuff. Maybe they were thinking about Google and search engine results, but there's so much more stuff that we can throw in and gain value of. So I, I completely agree. But I'm I'm not very good at pushing that stuff. And I kind of haven't figured out the wording or the marketing of it. I'm still basically talking about me building websites. And and then I slowly <laughs> introduce this point after I've clinched the deal. But I don't really
1: drone on about it too much when I'm proposing. Yeah. And general, I've had a couple of conversations with some jobs that might come up for me. And it's been quite interesting because I'm sure I've said things to them just by their reaction, um, that they hadn't thought of before, because Mm -hmm. I'm sure most clients have picked up along the time that they ought to be producing some kind of content, some blogging that they ought to be on some sort of social networks Mm -hmm. and that they ought to have a website, but they, they, they detach them. And as really, I mean, our role as people who do that marketing and because the primary thing they own is their website, we we connect the, those things up, don't we? And, yeah. and the strategy behind those things. And it's really, you know, it, I don't think clients think of us as that. They think of us as the people who are going to make you know, their vision come alive mm. for that one job they need to do. But yeah. it's about trying to switch them to that whole idea that actually the website's the hub of all of these things because all the other things are owned by somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, they- you're right. You're right. And I, I think we're still
0: – so if if people like me, whose, whose job it is to do this, are still struggling to pitch that stuff – it's very yeah. likely that a significant proportion of the people who are just getting a plain, simple website won't even know that that stuff's on the table. I mean, yeah. I know that, if obviously, if you're dealing with a, a big company or what have you, or some company with a history of working with the web, of course they will. They'll have known it for years and years and years. But yeah. let's say somebody's starting out um, a local bricks and mortar shop, they probably won't. Um, and so yeah. that's, that's stuff that can make you valuable to them, pointing it out. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: absolutely, uh, and, and even if they know, I mean, you shared. Um, and this is probably going to go out much later, but I, I think in one of your news reports, you shared a, a video about SEO. Oh yeah, I think it was yeah, that's Brad right. Brad Fishkin. It was Rand Rand Fishkin. About yeah, the, the changes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, that's it. And I, you know, I, I think the fact that even if people could keep up to date with that, you know, I, it was it was an eye opener for me. You know, the fact that actually how we spend our budgets depends, you know, Google's changing, SEO's changing all the time. So even if they've got this kind of knowledge in-house, you know, that how their website is the hub of things, they can't keep up to date with that all the time, can mm. they, without someone like us?
0: Mm. Yeah, we we forget our own expertise at our peril, don't we? And if we, if we take, like we did at the beginning, the slightly more pessimistic approach that, oh, the sky is falling in, web design is dead, <laughs> Then we're ignoring all of this stuff. We're ignoring that that we have an amazing trove of expertise. We have uh, things which are utterly incomprehensible to most people on the planet. We are in this area. We are the one percent. We're the one percent of people who get this stuff and who understand yeah. it. And and that is the little corner which keeps our industry alive. It's the knowledge, not the let's say let's say page builders maybe have made the. The actual process of putting the pixels on the page easy, but the knowledge of where to put it and how to put it and how to link it up with marketing automation and funnels and all that, that's, that's the corner that, that I think occupies the future
1: yeah we were talking earlier about i got excited about the the future of web design i think it's more exciting because because i'm really going with the page builder thing and the fact that i can now work with the clients more closely than i could before Mm. where they would have to send me their stuff Mm. you know and i would do my thing they would do their thing and we could do much more stuff together than we could do before now that's not for everyone but it does open up some kind of different relationship which i think is really exciting. And I think I was saying this before you initially, when I could do things easily with the page builder, I was conscious about whether I want to let them know that it's so easy, but in the process of showing them how they can do stuff, (laughs) you actually showcase your own skills by pointing out, uh, you can do this, but you need to be aware of, responsivity, about how browsers will, will be affected differently, all of that kind of stuff. Now, if I was to try and tell them this stuff beforehand, say, I'm an expert, don't you know I know about this stuff, they would have blanked out. But in context of teaching them how to do something for themselves, I elevate myself, I think. So I quite like that.
0: Element. Yeah, you've become you've become um, an an accidental, if you like, mentor. I completely agree. I I love yeah. the personal interaction. I love. I mean, mostly it's Skype or um, what have you. But it there are there are quite a lot of moments where I sit actually with the person. You know, I swivel my computer around and show them how it's mm-hmm. done, and and they they get a real sense of pleasure in contributing to their bit of the web because we forget the web is really exciting and really. Mm-hmm. Um, how to say it's something else for other people the web is not something that they dabble in the web is like it's almost like being employed by a an actual print newspaper you know there's something exciting about that you've you've got you've got a certain kudos and status and oh look i've just i just did something and it's on the internet that's that's cool you know people are still beguiled by that and and yeah. if you can show them that and demonstrate, well, actually, when I leave this room, you can go back and do it again and again and again. And just remember, click the save button. That's it. It's all done. They they'll probably like that. And you've become a mentor. You've become somebody that's shown them how how easy yeah. this stuff is. And yes, it's easy in inverted commas, but it's not so easy that when you leave the room, they're going. Oh, I don't need them anymore. Yeah. they're probably no, thinking, wow, that was, that was great. They've enabled me to do something cool.
1: Yeah and they need you more yeah. because they've realized that you know a bit more and they want to learn more and they forgot it, so. to click save and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So so web design it's not dead according to us is it? No,
0: I think I think there is an absolute cast iron set of arguments as to why it is and I can see them the strongest of which I think is AI. Um, yeah. But I also think that if you've if you found your little area and you can get those messages across and make yourself the expert, make yourself, after all, a, a, if you can make your message clear and remember yeah. that most people have got no time to do this stuff and they just want somebody who is uh, able to do it and take
1: it off their desk, then no, I, th- I think it's not dead at all. I know, we're, we're, mind you, it's easy because it's so nebulous. This concept, that yeah. we're going to claim it either yeah. way, but yeah, I do think. But messaging, I wish we could nail that. Oh but boy, maybe, I mean, there's maybe probably, we should yeah, I
0: I agree with you. I mean, I'm sure that the people have have pondered nothing else and have got this really clear, but I haven't yet. I haven't worked out my my website still talks about you know the web uh, having a website. It doesn't draw in those those bits and pieces, and I really should make more of an effort to to look at it. And uh, and frankly, so should you, David. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Shall we knock it on the head? Yes. Perfect. Nice conversation. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got something out of that. It's always an interesting topic, this idea that our jobs are being taken from us by, for example, AI and the ease of new new tools. But perhaps not. Perhaps it just means that we've got a whole new set of things that clients simply don't understand. And whilst we're in them every day and seems very straightforward, you know, it's not if you don't do this for a living. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by WP and UP. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health-related illness. WP&UP supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training and counselling. Please help enable WP&UP by visiting wpandup.org forward slash give. Together we can hashtag press forward. Right, that's it for this week. Thanks so much for staying right till the bitter end. Join us next week when we'll have a new episode, but also come back on Monday when the WordPress weekly news will be put out. And then we're also starting a little bit of a new initiative last week with three other participants, with Kyle Van Dusen, Paul Lacey and Chris Badgett, we did a, a summation of the WordPress weekly news. It was about an hour long and it was really, really fun. You can find those if you go to the wpbuilds.com website and you click over to the the archives button on the main navigation and click news archives. What we're going to be doing from now on is inside the, the individual post for each news section right at the bottom will be buried a, a video, probably a YouTube video, with our little chat with our summation of the wordpress news come and join us we'll be doing it live we had a bit of a bit of a problem with the audio this week but hopefully we'll get that ironed out and uh, it was very much fun so join us for that but if you don't manage to do any of that have a nice week and we'll see you soon bye-bye for now